This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to Thee. Often when earth has no balm for my dear 
This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. You are rest for the weary, O Lord. You desire us to prosper. You call us to rest. Let us honor and worship. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Haugrud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Elaine Flatten, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM, and it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www w.nuicparish.org. We'd like to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Next Sunday, we'll be at Deronda Lutheran at 9.30, and I would welcome you there. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle or a cross, just to enhance a small worship space in your home. You may want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids uh, to follow along with the scripture readings. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. 
Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. Let us confess our sins. God of goodness and mercy, help us as we open our hearts and confess our sins. We doubt your presence and activity in our lives when we are struggling, confused, or hurting. Sometimes we lack patience, assuming we know when and how all things should happen. We forget that you are faithful in your promises to us. Other times we forget how vast your love is for us, for each of your children that you have uniquely created with purpose. We are truly sorry and ask for your forgiveness. Help us to do what's right in the days to come. Surround us and renew us with your grace. Amen. God is good and loves us unconditionally, at all times and in all places. By grace we have been saved. In the name of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. Amen. We will now share the gathering songs. If you climb to the top of the mountain and you look toward the heavenly and you almost hear voices of angels Then you're closer to God than ever before If you look out and over the ocean While the waves gently roll on the shore Can you tell he's up there If you stand all alone in the darkness And you wonder what life holds in store If there's peace and contentment around you Then you're closer to God than ever before If you walk through the hills and the valleys And you don't feel alone anymore Can you tell he's there walking beside you Then you're closer to God than ever before Then you're closer to God No. 
nothing else can do. I love to tell the story. Will be my theme in glory to tell the old old story of Jesus and His love. I love. To tell the story More wonderful it seems Than all the golden fancies Of all our golden dreams I love to tell the story It did so much for me I love to tell the story, tis pleasant to repeat what seems each time I tell it more wonderfully sweet. I love to tell the story for some have never heard the of salvation from God's own holy word I love to tell the story it will be my theme in glory to tell the old old story of Jesus and his love I love to tell the story For those who know it best Seem hungering and thirsting To hear it like the rest And when in scenes of glory I sing the new, new song Twill God looked at all God had created, and God said, it is very good. It was not enough to know that creation was complete. It was not enough to know that creation was good. God stopped. God rested. God took it all in, really took time to enjoy it. There is so much beauty in creation. There is so much that is good. We, like God, 
we'll rest and enjoy God's goodness. Let us continue with the prayer of the day. Renewing debt, God, you have made all things to live, grow, and rest in cycles. Help us honor the natural patterns of our world and to know when to work and when to rest. We pray in the name of your dear Son, Jesus. Amen. I now encourage you to share the sign of peace, to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. If you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. The first reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. The second reading is from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. <clears throat> well, good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message, and as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. 
Have you heard about the movie that's showing in the theater? I hear it's pretty good. Lots of people want to see it. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Well, there's the new Barbie movie, and I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. So how did you learn about the movies? Did you hear other people talking about it? Maybe you saw a commercial or on, it was on TV. Let's say we went to see the movie and we liked it. Do you think you might tell others about it? All of these ways that we learn and share information about something, like a new movie, we often call getting the word out. I wanted us to think about getting the word out because in today's gospel story, we hear there was going to be a new person who was going to share God's word, God's love, and God's light to the Israelites. But we also hear that the Israelites didn't know about that new person yet, just like some of us didn't know about the new movie. We then hear that John the Baptist was busy getting the word about, out about his new person, who we know was Jesus. The story uses a fancy word, though, for getting the word out. The story says that John the Baptist was testifying about Jesus. John the Baptist testified to the people about what Jesus was saying and doing, and then told the people that they should go see Jesus for themselves and hear what he was saying. This is just like if you saw a movie that you really liked and then you went and told others to go see it too because it was so good. Today's Bible story reminds us that there were people who got the word out about what Jesus was doing and saying, just like John the Baptist. And we can do the same thing as John the Baptist did. We can tell others about Jesus, just like we tell others about a new movie. But to share the, with others who Jesus is, we must first know who Jesus was, what he taught, and what he did. Just like we have to see the movie before we can get the word about, out, out about the movie. And when we learn what Jesus taught and did, then we can share what Jesus taught and did. We will share it with others the same love, light, and healing that Jesus shared with others. And that is the good news for today. Could you please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer? Dear God, Thank you for Jesus who shares your love, healing, and light. Please help us to share your love, healing, and light like Jesus did. Thank you and amen. Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today, come in.
with thee, walking with thee, we're walking with thee, Lord Jesus. In work, in play, we serve, we pray, we're walking with thee, Lord Jesus. And now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Next Sunday, we'll be sharing the, uh, this text. And so I'll be reading from Luke, the 15th chapter, uh, verses 11 through 32. This time I'm going to take uh, one of the characters, and next Sunday I'll take the two other characters in this story. You're all familiar with it, I would assume. It's the prodigal son. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in desolate living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place and throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would have gladly filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command, and yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes back who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, 
You are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this your brother, this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. What a story. But I have to admit there are things about the story at times that I get confused about. Sometimes why would the father, kind of knowing his son, would give up his property to let him go? And let him uh, go spend it uh, and, and lose it all? But yet we think about it, it's a little bit of what we all have to do at points. We have to let go if we are to love our kids. And I don't know, some people even once said, well, it shouldn't be called the prodigal son, it should be called the prodigal father because he was so lavish and extravagant in giving to his son. But they forget about the second part of the definition of prodigal. Yes, it's lavish, extravagant, but it's also wasteful and foolishness, foolish spending that goes on. And so they got the half right about the lavish and extravagant that our God is in giving, but they forget about that God is wise in his giving. So how do we deal with this father who gives this inheritance to his son? Was it a mistake? I don't think so. There was a little story from Stories from the Heart where the author is unknown, but he, he talks about letting go and it speaks a little bit about why God maybe did it and why maybe we should learn to give and let go sometimes. To let go doesn't mean to stop caring. It means I can't do it for someone else. To let go is not to cut myself off. It's the realization that I don't control another. To let go is not to enable, but to allow learning from natural consequences. To let go is to admit powerlessness, which means the outcome is not in my hands. To let go is not to try to change or blame another. I can only change myself. To let go is not to care for, but to care about. To let go is not to fix, but to be supportive. To let go is not to judge, but to allow another to be a human being. To let go is not to be in the middle of arranging all the outcomes but to allow others to affect their own outcomes. To let go is not to be protective. It is to permit another to face reality. To let go is not to deny, but to accept. To let go is not to nag, scold, or argue, but to search out my own shortcomings and to correct them. To let go is not to adjust everything to my desires, but to take each day as it comes and to cherish the moment. To let go is not to criticize and regulate anyone, but try to become what I dream I can be. To let go is not to regret the past, but to grow and live for the future. To let go is to fear less and love more. Some of those things sure apply to the Father, doesn't it? Because the father does love his son. 
he knows he doesn't can't control and can't make him be that way and, and maybe that's why some of us need to understand where sin comes in where God still loves us in the midst of our shortcomings and all those things where he has let us go to grow so God lets go or the father lets go but the thing that just happens is that he doesn't stop looking and longing for his son. It's interesting that afar off, he sees him and he came running. I remember when Jacob Wetterling had been kidnapped and it was in the news and it was all still a mystery. My son Kyle was a young boy and we went over to the Ridgeland World's Fair Somewhere in that whole throng of people, if you can believe a large throng at Ridgeland World's Fair, Kyle all of a sudden was gone, out of our sight. We didn't know where he'd gone. And believe me, the heartstrings and the panic that went through, thinking of Jacob Wetterling and other children that had been abducted, it sure hit home. And we looked and looked. What a joy it was to find that little boy coming back with a man who had found him, bringing him to us. The father had compassion in seeing his son. It wiped out all the things of frustration of what happened with his son, knowing that he probably had lost everything. It wiped out the compassion wiped out the judgment that he might have had about his son, not living right, not making the right choices. Compassion wiped out the criticism that he may have felt or wanted to say. It wiped out him wanting to make sure the son had dully made a change before accepting and loving him. Compassion does wonderful things. The Father was full of compassion, and it did a wonderful thing for his son. And then there's the importance of coming home. There is that repentance in which the son definitely understood that the place that was better to be was in home, even as a servant or a slave, than to be eating so little and not having your Friends, not having people around that cared about you. He went from death to life. That's what the father was saying. He said he was once dead, but now he's alive. And then that other, he was lost, but now he's found. You could say he's found home in the love of his father. Then the other thing that I like about this story about the father is he doesn't hold back. There we get to that lavish, extravagant. He said, get the best robe. Get a ring on his finger. Give him sandals. Kill the fatted calf, the one that's ready so we can celebrate. He could have just said, okay, well, good to have you home, son. There's porridge out or there's bread at home and we'll, we'll eat together. But he wanted a celebration and he doesn't hold back. That again is a little bit like our Heavenly Father. He doesn't just forgive. He forgives completely. He's lavish in his love, extraordinary in his grace. 
He wants the best for us. And then there's the party. Celebration time. Joy overflowing. One of my favorite passages in Scripture is, In thy presence is fullness of joy. It's not just laughing or feeling good. It's an overwhelming feeling and presence that helps you to, every part of you is full and alive. God, or the Father, wanted his son to know that he was welcomed, that the joy was his. But then here comes the other part of the story that's hard. And really, when we get to next week, we'll deal with it more. But there's that brother. He didn't want to go in. He was angry. Obviously, compassion was not at the front of his list. He didn't want to see his brother. He sure wasn't going to rejoice with his brother or celebrate with him. After all, this brother had taken part of their uh, property, part of their funds, and had wasted it on prostitutes and other things. Why in the world would you ever celebrate? And he was a little bitter. I've been working my tail off. You haven't done anything for me. It comes from a bitter heart. How do we learn to be compassionate and loving? Again, from Live Today, there was a story that I thoroughly enjoyed, and it kind of shares a little bit about the two brothers. But in particular, the father, say he didn't have all these things, what would it be? The poet, Michelle Lindsay tells of one of his experiences when traveling. One night he could not find any lodging. He was especially tired and hungry. Stopping at a farmhouse, he asked to stay overnight. He had no money, but he offered to pay for his lodging by reciting some original poetry. The housewife, who was not at all interested in poetry, replied, We cannot keep you, but those over there may. She pointed to a small house across the field. Going over to the house, Lindsay was greeted at the door by the farmer. After the poet explained the situation, a farmer said, oh, You may stay with us if you're willing to put up with what we have. The poet observed that there was only two small rooms. There was no rug on the floor, no shades at the windows, and not one piece of furnishing that was worth anything. There was a bed, a rickety table, and an old stove, and a few broken chairs. But Lindsay left the next morning with, some sincere, with sincere thanks to his host for the evening. Later, when he was discussing the experience with a friend, he said, That man had nothing, and he gave half of it, and we both had an abundance. You see, giving is not so much a matter of things as it is of self and self-attitude. The man who has love in his heart has the capacity to share. He realizes that everything comes from God and that in return he should be willing to try to reflect, even in a small way, what God has done for him. Our Christian faith asserts that the cure for the wrongs and the sorrows of humanity lies in the word love. Especially is it manifest in the life of Jesus Christ, who is the essence of God, our Heavenly Father. 
Love is a certain kind of language, still recognizable by people throughout the world. Everywhere it restores blighted lives. It works miracles, if only we were willing to use it. A closed hand can neither receive nor give, for it cuts itself off from any outside contacts. The man who does not share receives little in return. The one who is willing to share is twice blessed. He not only offers help to another, but he receives a far greater compensation himself. You see, one of the things about the prodigal son, that story, is just that. We learn from the Father, who was lavish in his love and his grace and his mercy and his care for his son. But not just for his son, but for all of us. We need to learn from our Father. Amen. This is my Father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's world, I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, His hand the wonders wrought. This is my Father's world, the birds their carols raise, the morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. This is my Father's world, He shines in all that's fair. In the rustling grass I hear Him pass, He speaks to me everywhere. This is my Father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems all so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my Father's world. Why should my heart be sad? earth be glad. The Lord is King, let the heavens ring. God reigns, let earth be glad. Let us share our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, though, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll continue with the prayers of the church. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Together with the community of Christ throughout the world, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Sometimes we see our divine, your divine extravagance as unfair, forgetting that we haven't earned or deserved anything we have. Reorder our thinking towards your vision of a world where all may thrive and none are lacking. God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. This world is teeming with resources, goodness, and plenty. Compel us to work in those areas where justice is still waiting to be realized. When your children still cry out in hunger, suffering, and need. Oh, God of rest. In mercy, hear our prayer. We are grateful for the ties which bind us to all peoples and the endless opportunities you give us to begin anew. As you long that all may be one, so unite us in the love which joins us as a human family. God of rest, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Where one suffers, all suffer. Help us to acknowledge the wounds of the world and to be on the front lines of spreading your healing and peace. We bring before you those of special concerns today. Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Pat and Lucille Trof, Jim Wade, Ron Lee, Maury Nicholson, Ida Martinson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Matt Crayup, Randy Goglin, Helen Jorgensen and Becky Anderson, Shirley Lentz, Dave Christensen, Alicia Strike, Jim Curtis, Debbie Bow, Jim Ellison, Jean Hoisington, Dean Muse, and today again we remember Dixie Takes family. God of rest, in mercy hear our prayer. We lift up those forgotten saints among us whose names will never be celebrated, but whose lives reflect the compassion of their creator. Helpers of the poor and homeless, medical caregivers and the therapists and the workers for justice. God of rest, in mercy hear our prayer. We lift these pray prayers and those in our hearts into your loving arms, O God, trusting in your abundant mercy. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. 
listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. And we think in particular of some of the relief efforts in California and in Hawaii. Uh, think of Ukraine and the war with Russia. All those places where we can love and serve our neighbors. So give graciously as you can. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight, visions of rapture now burst on my sight, angels descending bring form above, echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day Perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above. Filled with His goodness, lost in His love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long.
We'll pray then our offering prayer, gracious and holy God, bless these gifts and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us. The compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us. And the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for the heaven and home? When Jesus is my my constant friend is he, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know Thank you for listening to A Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me